0: Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Well, if you have your Bibles with you, I want to invite you to turn To Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 64. That's near the end of this prophetic text. Isaiah chapter 64, and we're going to read verses one through nine. These passages that Jada helped us read, and that uh, you will find in your devotional if you're reading along with us uh, over these next few weeks. Uh, these passages are set in a cycle that runs for a few years, and these are the passages that the church around the world will be reading together today. And we're going to hear from Isaiah. It would be. It would not. Be be an understatement to say that 2020 has been a terrible year for our world and this passage really grabs the heart of that in fact if you read your devotional this morning you'll see that most scholars believe this prophetic text this preached word uh, from isaiah was probably proclaimed as the children of Israel, who had been in captivity, in exile in Babylon for 50 years, had now been set free by the new king that was ruling, and had been set free to go back to Jerusalem. And when they went back to Jerusalem, they found the city and the temple still in ruins." And as they sat amongst the rubble, as they sat and looked around at all the destruction, at some moment God's word prompted Isaiah to stand and to begin a sermon of lament. And we, that sermon actually begins in chapter 63, but we're going to jump in at chapter 64, beginning at verse 1. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil. To make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for Him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry and we sinned, Because You hid Yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on Your name or attempts to take hold of You, for You have hidden Your face, from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, yet, O Lord, You are our Father. We are the clay and You are our potter. We are all the work of Your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. This is the word of God for the people of God. And our response is, thanks be to God. Advent is one of those uh, balancing act type seasons. In fact, Advent, uh, it's always been a balancing act, and it's not intended to be a rush to Christmas. Now, uh, this, this is always difficult when you're a pastor and you... Get to that Sunday right after Thanksgiving. We're all full of turkey and, uh, we just want to get the lights up and the tree up and, and I'd be lying if I told you that we didn't turn our light, our Christmas lights on Monday before Thanksgiving. I think 2020 also causes us to want to do this, to rush into Christmas, to rush into that feel good, to rush into that time. And yet Advent is to be a uh, Advent is to be a balancing act. It, it is to be a time of pause, to wait, to wait until we move into that present. Now, it, it's kind of summed up in the word for Advent. Uh, Advent, your Greek word for Advent is the word parousia. Maybe you want to say that with me. Parousia. Ready? One, two, three. Parousia. And in Latin, where we actually get the word Advent into English is the word Adventus. Adventus, it's pretty easy to say. Adventus. But when we translate either Parousia or Adventus into English, it really has this kind of tension this balancing act between this word and it is the words between coming and arrival it is both the anticipation of and the moment when the arrival takes place it reminds me of uh, a time when my grandma audrey was going to come and visit us for christmas I loved Grandma Audrey. She was just one of those warm, caring people. She was always one. One of my most vivid memories of her was just drawing me in and putting me on her lap. I was probably three or four years old. And I just remember her looking me right in the eyes and saying, Jeff, there will always, I don't care how old you get, there will always be a place on my lap for you because I love you. And I I mean, I was waiting for Grandma Audrey to come. I couldn't wait for her to get there. And I remember being told to go downstairs. I was probably being really hyper in anticipation of Grandma getting there. And uh, and I sat on the couch and I was watching something on television. And somehow, slowly but surely, I fell asleep. And I remember when I heard my her voice, Jeff. And I still to this day vividly remember opening my eyes, and there she was. Still had her sunglasses on. She had come right downstairs to see me. This is Advent. Both that wanting Grandma to be there, knowing she's coming, and that moment where I opened my eyes, and there she was. This, my friends, is Advent. And I know 2020 makes us want to rush right into the Christmas season, right into singing joy to the world, the Lord has come. But our church calendar begins with that longing and that anticipation, that waiting in the advent that is coming, and hoping and longing for the moment of the arrival. This is pretty normal for us as human beings to want to rush into joy. Because the truth of the matter is, present pain pushes people into the past. I know, you thought I was going to say future, didn't you? But present pain pushes people into the past. And yes, today's sermon is brought to you by the letter P. Present pain pushes people into the past. We see this. First of all, it pushes them to look back at the past as a powerful past. And we see that right at the beginning of our verses where, where the, the The prophet stands and says, oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. I know he's longing for that future when the the heavens would be torn open. But where is that promise or that hope based in? It's based in the past. That you did that before. We remember when you tore open and you came down on the mountain. And it shook. And it scared us. It was like fire on the mountain of God. That was a great advent. And we long for that to happen again. That pushes them into that powerful past to escape and to, to get back to the way things used to be. And That's where we want to go, isn't it? But then something happens as the prophet begins to look back at the powerful past and begins to, to live in that moment and long for it to take place again. The prophet then remembers that the past was also a problematic past. There were, there were difficulties back there. There's a reason why we sit in the city, in the ruins of our city, with the ruins of the temple here. There's a reason why that took place. Verse, the second half of verse 5 tells us and shows us this. You were angry and we sinned. Because You hid Yourself, we transgressed. That we are part of this rubble that is all around us is our own actions, our own choices led us to this moment. Now, none of us chose a virus to take place in 2020. But you see, we begin to look when we sit in this This time where everything seems out of whack. When we long for the powerful past to return into the present, we begin, it's natural, it's normal for us human beings to then begin to look, did I do something? What is wrong that this continues to take place? And when you sit in that problematic past for long enough, it brings you into a very pessimistic present. I mean, you just can hear the pessimism just dripping in verse 7 and verse 8. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. I mean, you can just hear this. All our ways of righteousness and right relatedness leave stains, the prophet says. This is where He is going, all our ways of righteousness, of right-relatedness, leave stains. Doesn't it just feel like that right now? No matter how much you or I seem to try to do the right-related thing, to, to say the right thing, it just seems like somehow it never quite comes off the way we think it should. The author says that uh, we wither like leaves and are blown away by our iniquity. If you've ever struggled with any form of addiction, you know the truth of this poetic statement. That it feels like those things that have hold on us cause our life to wither like leaves and to be blown away. By iniquity. Now, iniquity is, a, is not a sinful action. Iniquity is the character behind the action that drives the action that we might later label as sin or addiction or something along those lines. It's that selfishness, that underlying self-centeredness that is there. And he ends, as we've already said, he he says, no one calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you. Right about now, you're probably thinking, I thought today's candle was about hope. I mean, we lit it. It's right back there. It's still shining brightly. It is. Hang in there. We have to see the full picture for it to be called hope. This this is important. We have to see the full picture of the past and the present for us to begin to move into hope. In fact, the great German theologian, Jürgen Moltmann, he defines hope this way. He says, genuine hope is not blind optimism. It is hope with open eyes, which sees the suffering and yet believes in the future. Let me read that for you again. This is Jurgen Moltmann. Genuine hope is not blind optimism. It is hope with open eyes, which sees the suffering and yet believes in the future. You see, Dr. Cornell West wants to draw a distinction between optimism and hope. Dr. Cornell says, uh, optimism tends to be based on the notion that there's enough evidence out there to believe things are going to get better i mean for for now for today's time and purpose i am optimistic that soon we will be able to move back into the regular rhythms of our Why? Because we have three different companies with vaccines that seem to be 90 or 95% effective. And so that, based on the reason, based on enough evidence, I can be optimistic. But that's different from hope. Way different from hope. And so there's a moment where we need to take, as we are moving from that powerful past, and we're looking at a problematic past, and it brings us into a pessimistic presence, for hope to begin to take root, we need to take a pregnant pause. A pause that's not just, not just breathing in and out for the sake of it, but a, a pause that is full of something that we know is And you see that even in your scriptures. If you look in your Bibles, for many of you, there's a double space or even a triple space in between verse 7 and verse 8. For me, it's an actual turning of the page. It's as if the writers wanted us to know. That that pregnant pause that is going to move and we're not called to rush through that pregnant pause. We're called to rest here. And as we rest here, we begin to hear the prophet, the preacher, the poet finally say that hopeful word. Yet. Yet let that hope of the word yet push you from pessimism into what is possible here the hope of yet the hope that that does tear open the heavens at that moment and begins to say you are our father. Therefore, we can trust that you are with us even in our suffering present, even in the rubble that was caused even some by our pessimistic present and our problematic past. We can trust that you are our father and you have our best interest in mind. You are with us in this moment. We move on and see that the next word of hope, you are our potter. Yes, we are clay, but you are our potter and that means you're not done you are carefully shaping us even through something like the events of 2020 you are molding us and shaping us for something good some purpose of yours because these are all true we can dare to hope what the prophet would say that we are all Works of your hands, not just me, but all of us are, so we can then move into the hopeful future with patience, and specifically patience with others. And it, it begins to stir up within us the possibility that we are all your people, so we can truly love others as family. We can dare to believe that You, God, may still rend the heavens and come down. Oh, it may not be with smoke and fire on a mountain. It may look like a baby in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. It may look like light to expose and heal our wound of sin. It may be like a fire to warm us. And fill us with love like boiling water in the heart. And we can live in the expectation that iniquity and pessimism doesn't get the final say, the last word, because one day you will literally rend the eastern sky and come down to restore all of your creation. Then, then we will live in the reality of Advent. Then we will know and live in the we are all your people and we are all the works of your hand. Until then, my friends, my brothers and sisters, we hope and we sing,
1: Come Thou
0: today my friend I want to encourage you to rest in that pregnant pause that it's okay during this season of advent of waiting on the arrival and hoping that that moment comes soon it's okay to take an assessment and to begin to look at your present reality even if it's pessimistic And begin to let the hope of Advent move you from pessimism into possible. As we wait for the Advent of the one we celebrate at Christmas. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning. And even though we long to rush through to the celebration of Christmas, thank You for the message of hope that causes us to pause in this moment. It causes us to stay with the longing, without letting go of the anticipation of the arrival, that holds us in that balancing act. Help us to do that today and through this season, Father. God the truth is many of us we have we've been trapped in what we remember as a powerful past but really has its problems sometimes when we are unwilling to acknowledge those problems it leads to a very pessimistic present so help us to wait in the pregnant pause and let let your spirit do the work of bringing us to the prophetic word yet 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 you are our father yet you are the potter and we are the clay you're not done with us move us father into the possible present into the possibilities of what you long to do even in a year like 2020 May we wait on You. May we receive from You. May this time of waiting fill us with the anticipation that we would be ready for Your arrival on Christmas morning. For we pray and we ask all of these things through Christ our Lord, the One... Who was, who rent the heavens and came to live among us, who was raised to new life, and who will one day rend the heavens again and come down, our soon and coming King. It's in His name, the name of Jesus, that we pray and ask all these things. Amen. 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 Would you stand and receive the blessing wherever you are around the world and now? May you take a moment and pause and wait. May you allow the Holy Spirit to take assessment of your life right where it is, as pessimistic as that may be. And may you feel hope begin to stir and rise in May you begin to see the moment where yet leads you into the presence of the one who loves you. Who is the potter who is shaping you and molding you. May it cause you to look at your brothers and sisters as works of God. As part of your and his family. I pray that this would begin to take shape in your lives throughout this week and into the weeks to come, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May God bless you. Go in peace. Have a wonderful afternoon. Stay safe. And may God bless you throughout this waiting season of Advent. We'll see you here next week. Thank you for taking time to join us from wherever you are you are joining us. May God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week